No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. Although if those who are watching on the podcast didn't see me awkwardly try and reach for my Manitoba sweater shirt, I should say, Ezzy. And good evening, universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show. I'm sitting in the host chair. My name, of course, Dave Manouk. He's my main man, Ezzy Ginsberg. He's in currently in his so, basement. Is the alternate studio we like to call my it? My very cold basement, by the very way. I had to put, I've got two heaters here, Dave, like yeah. in the corner. I had Someone's to plug one of them in, like it's just free. Also, I don't know how the how the heat in my house got down to sixty seven. I guess because it was a little bit nicer out. Naomi turned it down, but I had to put yeah. that right back up to seventy because this this old River Heights house uh, needs that heat right now. It's pretty cold out. Well, all I know is that you know I I didn't know the the state of the show. Drew went to see Cocaine Bear last night. You were at AEW Wrestling. I could only imagine the the subjects that we were going to be discussing, of course, with the Jets playing the Bruins and. We didn't know how it was going to be. Of course, Phyllis is saying it's a Dave and Ezzy show tonight. That is what it is, Phyllis. So make sure I you smash. Know, though, I wanna, uh, sorry, Dave. I was going to say, I, like, we can get into AEW Dynamite uh, last night. Went with Huss and, and Remus and our boy yeah. Benji Rothman. Uh, Kay Ballsy from True North, the Jets. Uh, had a had an awesome time. I want to know, though, if Drew went to Cocaine Bear, did he get a babysitter for that? Did he go by I, himself? Like, I, 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 need to know, I need to know. I need to know the Cocaine Bear origin story. Well, I'm not sure what the cocaine bear origin story was, but I thought Soul Bear, who sang the national anthems today, he did a great job. And as far as I am aware, yeah, Soul Bear is where, where be, way better than Cocaine Bear. And has no relation to Cocaine Bear, as far as I am aware. So uh, well done, Soul Bear. I thought he did a very nice job on the anthems. He usually does. And uh, it wasn't, of course, a great start for the Winnipeg Jets against this juggernaut Bruins team. And I know the Bruins have hit a bit of a, um, a patch. You know, they've lost their last couple of games to, I believe, Detroit and the Chicago Blackhawks. But as the Chicago Blackhawks are beating everyone, and I'm going to pull a Mendelism, Chicago Blackhawks did the Jets a favor by beating the Nashville Predators tonight. It was 2-0. I think the final score was 2-1. So the Jets, even though they didn't gain didn't gain any space in the, uh, in the standings column, as they don't fall further, or they don't get the Nashville Predators getting a little closer to them. Is Vegas going to beat Calgary, though, because they're down well, one nothing. They're down one nothing, but I don't think Calgary has a lot of success in Vegas, so we'll see We'll see how that one plays out. But I don't know, Dave, if Calgary has any success anywhere. <laughs> That's a very good point, As That is a very good point, but of course, we're here to talk about the Winnipeg Jets. They were in action tonight against the Boston Bruins, and as before we even started the show, you and I were talking about just how good this Bruins team is, even though they are in a rough patch, and you, know, you said it, they have in a rush patch because they basically locked up the president's trophy. They have only team in the NHL with over a hundred points. Their goal differential coming into tonight's game was plus 100. Like that's insane. It's plus 103 if you're keeping track at home, but they are, they're a juggernaut. And even when they're guys, empty net goals counted by the way, in goal differential, <laughs> they shouldn't be if they are. Well, I believe they are, but the point is that uh, the, the fact as the fact is this is a Bruins team that even when their guys aren't going, and I said to you, I didn't really notice Brad Marchand. I didn't notice David Pasternak. I didn't notice Krejci. You know, like a lot of these guys, you didn't well, really notice. Because it was the second and third line and the fourth line even contributing, right? Like Garnett Hathaway. I love those. Like we'll get into the goals, obviously. It might be the shortest Betway game <laughs> recap ever, especially compared to two weeks ago when yeah. you guys had to break down 12 goals between the Jets and the Oilers. But 
Good I point. love that that Brendan Dillon Garnett Hathaway. Like that's an old school battle, right? Like just two guys yeah. jockeying for position in front of the net. Brendan Dillon giving Hathaway the the cross checks to the back. I know you've always liked Garnett Hathaway. Like just think about Dave. This team was already like they were all already on their way to winning the President's Trophy, and it, I'm getting the Colorado vibes from this team in yeah. terms of the pickups they made. Made just they they all worked out right, like with the Avalanche, Josh Manson, Arturi Lekkinen, right? The Bruins, yep. Dmitry Orlov. We mentioned Garnett Hathaway. And then Tyler Bertuzzi, a guy yeah. who I mentioned a couple months back, I thought would be a great fit for the Jets. I have no idea if if Chevy, you know, talked to Steve Eiserman about Tyler Bertuzzi. We just don't know that at this point. Yeah. But Bertuzzi just seems like, again, another player that just fits in. Like, none of the – it's you're not looking at this team and you're not saying that, you know, oh, this this line isn't really that good. It's like – that third line could be another team's second line, right? Yes. And they contributed and, tonight, right? Talking about Charlie Coyle, Trent Frederick, and Pavel Zaka. Well, they contributed. Not only they contributed 50 seconds into the game, as he, but I'm not going to ruin it because the reality is we don't have that many goals to go over. We've only got a few goals to get through tonight, as so we don't want to spoil the Betway game recap before. But, you know, look, th- this was a game that, uh, a lot has been said, a lot has been made of, you know, Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor not speaking uh, after the game in Carolina. The Jets coming off a successful road trip overall. Rick Bonus saying how he liked the Carolina game as the best game of the three that they played. You know, as before we get into it, we should mention the, the, the news from today that uh, veteran Jets forward Sam Gagne is done for the season. He had hip surgery earlier. It's really and, unfortunate, Dave. Like, it just, yeah. just a horrible way. For a, for a guy who came in uh, on a one-year contract and was scoring earlier in the season, but then he was a healthy scratch. So, sorry, I just wanted to say that was uh, just tough news for a guy. At least he got his 1,000th game in, and that was yeah. huge for him and his family. But, yeah, it just it, it sucks as well because he's a good depth piece for the Jets. Yeah, no, he has been, an, you know, he's a he's a solid veteran addition. And, you know, like he knew that if he could get into games, great. And he played, I think, 48 in total, had eight goals, six assists for the Winnipeg Jets. And you mentioned it, Ezzy. I mean, he makes his 1,000th, um, you know, NHL game, which is a huge milestone. It was a nice night. I, it was late December, I think against the Canucks. I think maybe I'm going to say December 19th, something like that, against Vancouver. And they, did, of course, the Jets did a nice ceremony for him. So tough for, uh, news for him. He had two, uh, two of his eight goals were game winners, As Do you remember which games they were? Absolutely not. No. (laughs) First game of the year against the New York Rangers. He scored with about four minutes to go. I'm not doing this from memory, folks, just in case. I I did look this stuff up earlier when I wrote the post on illegalcurve.com. And first game of 2023 against Calgary Flames, he had the game-winning goal. So uh, he he was he was clutch when he was needed. And and again, you know, you could see you could see he 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 wasn't he didn't have the speed. And and obviously something was bothering him. And and Rick Bonus said the hips were bothering him. And he had the surgery. Uh, I think it was I don't know when he had this the surgery on one hip, but now he's gonna have the other one done in a couple of weeks, provided everything's good. So you wish him all the best. And you know, look, he could return for his 17th season, but you know, he's had a remarkable career, right? I mean, he's a guy who who was a six overall pick of the Oilers back in what 2007 as and played 16 seasons. Sounds about right. Yeah. 2006 or 2007. 2007, I think. And then played 16 seasons in the NHL, had to kind of reinvent the kind of player he was going to be, uh, contributed a lot. And so good on him. And you you wish him all the best. Now, getting back into the uh, the topic at hand, and you know, as the there were two things that we weren't sure about going into morning skate. Josh Morrissey, Pierre-Luc Dubois. 
And we thought based on the way Pierre-Luc Dubois and the line um, rushes went and our friend Ken Weeb of, of Sportsnet and Kenny and Rennie talked about it. And we, it looked like Pierre-Luc Dubois, he took line rushes as if he was going to be playing in the game. After the game, Rick Bonus said, not quite. And, we, and originally the thought was, well, maybe he stayed on extra. He'd be a game time. But Rick Bonus said, no, we're not going to play him in this game. We're going to hold him out. So you wonder what's going on with, with Pierre-Luc Dubois. I believe he's missed now, what, like eight of the last nine Jets games? You know, obviously he had that injury, played the one, and now he's missed the last few. So tough news for him where for the Jets because they could use the depth. They could use his scoring. I do remember which game that Dubois came back for. It was the San Jose game. I might yeah. not be able to tell you that Sam Gagne scored the game-winning goal back, <laughs> back in October, Dave, against the Rangers, but I do remember that. And, and you know, just continuing on on what you were talking about, like, you, you hope, obviously, that, you know, he's ready to go for these two central division games on the weekend, right, against right. Nashville and, and St. Louis. Um, but not not just for that, but, you know, you want him back for the stretch drive, right? Like the like you said, I mean, the Jets lose tonight clean, but so far nobody's picked up any points, right? And the Calgary-Vegas yeah. game's a late game, so we'll see what happens with that. Most likely, as Dom Zappia in the chat was pointing out, I mean, that's most likely going to go to overtime just because that's what the Flames do, right? What do they have? I think 14, oh, it's like crazy. 13 to 14. Yeah. Like just, just crazy. The jets have three by comparison, <laughs> right? Like, so you're almost five times more overtime slash shootout losses. Right. So most likely the golden Knights are going to score and you know, that'll be a one goal game. Cause that's what the flames do. Right. But yeah, you, know, you need Dubois up the middle, right? Like domestic Domestikov has, has filled in filled admirably. In. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he's, he's just, he, he can't do what Pierre Luc Dubois can do. That's right. And I thought Josh Morrissey was great tonight. Like, you know, we'll we'll get into it more here. But, you know, I thought he was solid. And right before we came on, I said to you, like, Brendan Dillon, like Kevin Sawyer on the broadcast was isolating uh, Dillon. And I mentioned, you know, Dillon and, and Garnett Hathaway having those good battles. But I just yeah. thought he was good just overall in all situations, whether he was out there at even strength or on the PK, because obviously he doesn't play on, on the power play. So, yeah, I mean, look, the Jets put a lot of rubber on Jeremy Swayman. Swayman's an excellent goaltender. He had his breakout year last year for the Bruins. Obviously, Linus Allmark is their number one goalie, but right. the, the Allmark-Swayman one-two combo is phenomenal. Unbelievable. It's an unbelievable punch. It's so, you know, and, and everyone, and, and in fact, I was some of the Boston guys that we follow were wondering, because Allmark's had a little bit of a letdown, of course, giving up six against the, the Hawks. They weren't certain if it was going to be Allmark or Swayman, but you're right, Ezzy. That just goes to, it's a testament to, you know, something that I'm sure folks in Winnipeg wish that the Jets had, which was a, a one-two punch that was dynamic and you could really rely on either guy because, and of course, that's just not the reality here in Winnipeg. You have Connor Hellebuck being the guy who gets the, the lion's share of the starts, but, you know, it, it certainly is a uh, testament to that Bruins organization that uh, they've gone They've had such good goaltending, such consistent goaltending, and Almerk's, you know, become the guy, but they really do run that sort of I I can't remember what the exact number is, but you know that Swayman's played, I think what is he like 30 games? Or maybe not something that like many. That. But, yeah, but I could look I it up. I think I think he has something like 17 wins now, 16 wins, right? Yeah, so, I think it's like two hundred he's played probably 25, 30 games, I think, and Almerk's yeah. probably you know, a little bit more, but it's exactly what you want, honestly, out of a backup, right? Like we've talked about this so many times, most teams don't have a Connor Hellebuck, right? Like, no, it, it seems like, you know, the, every, every, as of late, the jets are running into a lot of hot goaltenders, but most goaltenders nowadays don't play, you know, 60 plus games. Like it's just not the reality. It's not the early two thousands with, you know, Marty Broder and, and Curtis Joseph and these types of goalies, right? Dominic Hasek. So yeah, it, they're just, the Bruins are, are, are 
uh, as close to a perfect team. I think that the, that exists right now in the NHL. And that's not a guarantee, Dave, because me and you talk about this all the time, right? The craziest thing, you know, the can't predict puck element of hockey is you go back to that 60 win Tampa Bay lightning season. I think oh, that yeah. was, was that 2018, 19, I believe. And they get knocked yeah. out in the first round. And not only do they get knocked out, they get swept by the blue jackets. Right. So Boston's going to end up playing, you know, a decent team, but they're not going to be facing a team that anybody is going to, I think, pick in, in the first round. Right. Like you're talking about Pittsburgh, you're talking about the Islanders. Uh, I guess, I don't know if Buffalo's still in it anymore, but you know, the Sabres, I, I just don't think any of those teams are, are going to be able to take the Bruins in a seven game series. Yeah. But yeah. if you get the goaltending, that's what that's what the caveat are always is, right? If you can get a hot goaltender and you can win the first game or first two games of a series. But I just think, Dave, this Bruins team, like, you, you know, if you're asking me, I think, you know, they go to the Eastern Conference Finals at, at least, especially mm -hmm. with, you know, Bertuzzi or Love Hathaway, the, the additions they made. Yeah. And, and that, and that those you're right, Ezzy, you're right. You're absolutely right. The only thing I was going to say that the thing that it kind of reminded me of was the, um, and I was going to, you know, I figured you'd like this cause it's the devil's reference, but it's kind of like the, when the devils faced the uh, red wings, was that 90? Sorry, Dave, just as an aside, something's happening on your TV there. Like the channel just changed or something. It was the fire. No, no, we're that, all good. Was we're that you good. doing that? No, no, it's all good. It, there was a ghost in the system. Okay. I, tr I tried not to draw attention to it, but as he, of course, likes to, he he can't, he's like a little well, puppy. Feel, no, he, no, 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 but I think. tail starts wagging, folks. <laughs> it definitely starts wagging. But yeah. I feel like now when you're watching hockey with the digital ads, like now your eyes are Don't like. Get me started. It, oh, it's, it's brutal. Started. Every time it's Gary so Bettman says that, you know, it's going Fans great, like it. Fans I, I haven't, like I haven't it. talked to one fan. First off, nobody cares. That's the whole thing. Like nobody well, first, watches, yeah, no, nobody watches right. hockey for the, the rink ads. You yeah, know, they, they, like, nobody cares. We yeah. all, we, everybody already knows about Budweiser. You know, Budweiser, yeah. Budweiser doesn't need to advertise. Unless, whoa, whoa, unless it's Betway. Then we love it. Then oh, we're, yeah, then Betway, we're totally fine yes, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Betway has the best ads in the league. Well, it's funny because I was watching the Timberwolves game yesterday and I was like, oh, Betway. There, Betway there, Betway there. I'm like, um, but no, I mean, look, it, it is funny to me how like you try and sell that as if, if people don't notice it's like it's terrible and nobody likes it. Anywho, let's. Let's get into it, Ezzy, because we've already had, we've had a nice little preamble here, but it's time to uh, start that little thing called the recap. And that Betway game recap is brought to you, no surprise, Ez, by Betway. They're one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world, including Minnesota. Betway is a sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront. With a large selection of betting options in sports, as well as strong promotions and fair odds, Ezzy, what are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play, Ez. Please play responsibly. Well, it didn't take long, Mr. Ginsburg, for this game to uh, fall off the rails a little bit. Now, I will say, and before we even get into the goal, what happened to in the first minute of that hockey game, lots, lots, lots of Bruins fans were in the building. Always. For, and I, yeah, but I was a little bit later than usual, and I, I'm walking through. I talked to Kathy and Don at security, said hello to them, of course. Don and I had a nice chat. And then I'm as I'm walking, making my way to the press box elevators, there are tons of Bruins fans. And I know original six, but like I am like I was blown away at how many Bruins fans there were in the building. And the I know Bruins there's always fans, lots. Dave, are almost I don't know if you could put them up there with the Leafs and Habs. But they're uh, close. If they're, they're not probably right the, up they're, there, they're probably in the Hawks yeah. realm. And we always them. we always mention another team that seems to always surprise people with the amount of jerseys is the Flyers. Yes, who of course, aren't an original. You're Bobby Clark, team. though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Reggie Leach. There's a lot of connections. Hextall, 
to the province of Manitoba, right? But yeah, yeah, the Bruins, there's there's always hundreds. I don't know if there's thousands, but Uh, there's definitely hundreds. It it felt like at least... Honestly, I want to say at least a thousand. I felt like, although they didn't have the same atmosphere, I thought the Bruins fans would be a little more, a little more animated. And as they didn't have to, they didn't have to wait long in order to cheer the first goal because it was a quick one for Boston. Just 50 seconds into this hockey game, uh, Nate Schmidt and Kyle Connor take one Bruin, and that leaves Trent Frederick alone. And the Bertuzzi, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, who you mentioned, as he feeds him the puck. And Connor Hellebuck doesn't have much of a chance to open the open the scoring quickly in favor of Boston. Yeah, I mean, and it was kind of like you're you're watching the game and you're like, is this like the the game from a couple of weeks back against the Avalanche when Nathan McKinnon scored what was that 15, 16 seconds into the game? Yeah. Obviously, this goal is much different because it's not a breakaway. It it comes from from down low, like you mentioned, Charlie Coyle. But Craig Button mentioned this during the first intermission. What's Mark Shifley doing here? Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of just he's standing there. He's kind of he's got his head a bit on a swivel. He's looking around, but he doesn't pick Trent Frederick up. And I actually misspoke earlier. The line is Trent Frederick, Charlie Coyle, and Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, Zach is actually on the second line, Dave. Yeah. And as a Devils fan, I I don't really love how well he's doing. <laughs> but yeah. a couple of years ago, he scored 17 goals, so he's always been a good player. But this year, uh, he's he's by far having his best season. And I don't think it's a coincidence that you know he's playing with David Krejci and he's putting up these numbers, right? So Zach is a good player, but would have been nice if he uh, did a little more of that when he was a devil. But yeah, on this goal, I mean, it's just bad defensive coverage, right? Like it's early in the game. You know, the third line is out there. Coyle's a good player. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, Jets fans remember when he was the wild, right? Um, And yeah, it's just too easy for Frederick. He just goes right down Main Street, takes the pass from Coyle. um, And, you know, Hellebuck, I don't think has much of a chance on that one. But Shifley's defensive coverage, if somebody in the chat knows what he was doing there, aside from just kind of looking around and not taking anybody, then let me know. Well, and, and, you know, it's talk, it's, it's funny because it's one of those deflating goals to give up, right? I mean, you're only home for the one game and the Jets have this very unusual schedule. And I know their schedule is supposed to get a little bit easier. You know, one of the guys, I don't remember who did it was a Dom Lutitian as who did the strength of schedule uh, of the remaining schedule and the Jets have, I think the eighth easiest schedule remaining of the of the teams in the NHL, uh, the Predators actually have like I think the thirtieth. They they have the one of the hardest. I think it's like first or second hardest remaining schedule, which is why the Jets are predicted to to finish ahead of them. Ultimately, even though Nashville has so many games in hand, but you know I, I mean oh, I think- you've got to do things with those games in hand, right? And like you said, Dave, the Predators don't have an easy last. Uh- you know, 14 or 15 games, whereas the Jets schedule is going to start to get easier here. Well, and and just think about how much more important that that game on Saturday would have been had Nashville won tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks and only been two points back with games in hand on the Winnipeg Jets. They don't now they'll be, they'll remain four back of Winnipeg, but you know, it has, it's one of those situations where the Jets are getting their chances. I mean, they weren't dominated. And and the one thing that, again, and we've been talking about this and you've got to wonder and I know that Brad Lauer is, you know, not necessarily on the ice. Eric Dubois is still with the team. Brad Lauer's been on the bench with the team, but you've got to figure out something to do on the power play because I know. Look, now, first of all, Boston has the first, the bet number one penalty kill in the NHL. The Jets have the second best, second or third best penalty kill. The Bruins have the best penalty kill. So you understand that Boston is is a tough, you know, team to get. And you had they had some chances on the power play. 
but I think it was what three power plays in the first period alone. I know the last one came with 22 seconds in the period. So that's a carryover one, but the jets really just, I mean, that's your advantage, you know, like that's, that's what they call it. A power play advantage, man advantage. And so if you're not taking advantage of it, it's, it's going to leave you, it's going to leave you uh, light. And in fact, it was the Bruins who had a, had a really good chance shorthanded uh, and didn't score on that, but of course scored shortly thereafter. Yeah. And, and you're, you're right, Dave. It's like one of those games where, you know, you can't point to the lack of power play opportunities or, or the lack of even strength scoring chances in this game, right? Like they had tons and mm-hmm. the, 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 the penalty that stands out to me, the power play, I guess that stands up to me is after Orlov took the tripping penalty on Stenland uh, kind of towards the end of the third period past the midway yeah. mark. I thought, you know, the Jets were moving the puck really well. And, you know, Nito Niederreiter has really been a fantastic addition to the power play no and the team as well. Yes. Um, but, you know, Connor was shooting the puck. Uh, you know, Shifley was having chances. You know, we talked about, you know, Morrissey making his return to the lineup. You know, he he was fine on the power play, you know, getting pucks through everything like that. But, again, it's it's that, you know, so close but so far, right? Right. And at the end of the day, you're not producing on the power play. And, and, you know, it looks good, but there's no results. So, you know, it, it's deflating, right? Like you had chances that first period. I mean, it, it, it wasn't dominated by the Jets, but they definitely had, you know, their fair share of shots and, and scoring chances and everything like that. But then you're down a goal and you have nothing to show for it. And how many times have we seen that recently? And when you're playing a team like the Bruins, who's a great defensive team, like we talked about all the, you know, Marchand and Pasternak and, you know, Bergeron, Krejci, Debrusque, that defense was arguably the best defense in the league, and that was before they got Orlov. Right, right. Like so, like Charlie McAvoy. Uh, I've always liked Mac Grizzlick, like uh, Brandon Carlo. He was around. I think he was around the last time they won the cup, if I'm not mistaken. He was like 19 or 20 at the yeah. time. But Campus Lindholm is the other guy I forgot there in their top four. Lindholm is a really solid player. Like, it's just it's going to be a hard team to beat in the playoffs, Dave. But, uh, you know, the Jets did go toe-to-toe, and it was a 2 nothing game for the majority of this game. Um, but the only thing there was the elusive, you know, goal. And, you know, we saw, you know, Nate Schmidt, right? He hit the post or crossbar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Kyle, Kyle Connor not too long after hit the cro- the post, right? So yeah. it's just it's just been so hard this in the second half of this season for the Jets to score goals. And it, it would be one thing if they weren't, you know, putting themselves in positions to score, but they are. They're, they're just not getting, you know, the goal scoring, the, their shooting percentage at times. It's, it's hilarious that, that with all the grade eight chances they're getting they're they're not scoring more goals. Right. And that, and that, and that's part of the reality right now. And, and Rick bonus addressed that in his comments today, I believe where he basically said, look, we like the chances that we're getting, but you know, they're not going in hockey's a game that if you keep doing the right thing, eventually it's going to go in for you. But right now that's not their reality. And Kyle, probably no player, uh, is that emblematic more of than Kyle Connor? Because I mean, there was a 30 play- shots on net tonight. Like it's something just incredible. Like that. But not only that is like, he had a play. There was a play in the first period where Mark Shifley's behind the net and he sets up Kyle Connor. Who's right in front of Swayman and Kyle Connor scores that goal nine and a half times out of 10. Yeah. Well, this was the halftime he didn't because he doesn't score. And it just seems like right now, he, as you said, he hit the post. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, he's, he's putting himself into the right spot, which is a good thing. And he's getting the chances, which is a good thing. It's just, you know, Kyle Connor is, it's almost like the first half first, what was it? 14 games of the season when Kyle Connor had two goals, one of which was an empty net goal. So 
you know, you know, Kyle Connor is a goal scorer. He has an opportunity. He can, he'll get out of it eventually. Uh, it's just not going right. It's not going well for him. And it wasn't going well for the Jets power play. And that's, you know, it comes back the other way. The Bruins take a shorthanded, uh, you know, run at Hellebuck. Don't score. I think they rang it off the post. I don't remember who it was, Ezzy. I think it was Garnett Same. Hathaway. I think it was, yeah, I think it was yeah. Hathaway. And then shortly after that, suddenly your boy, Pavel Zaka, when the Jets don't really take control of the puck, what happens? Zaka goes the other way and he beats Connor Hellebuck. I thought like Hellebuck was beaten fairly clean. Like I didn't think Schmidt's stick um, tipped this puck home. I think that Hellebuck was just beat clean. It was a good shot, but I think you could see from Hellebuck's reaction, he thought that puck went wide. He didn't think it was actually going to go over his, over his, what did you see from that goal? Well, first off, I mean, you can't not talk about Ehlers and turning the puck over there, right? Like yep. in, in the Bruins. Well, technically zone. I just did, but I was going to leave that for you. No, no <laughs> but I was just, no, I was going to just start with that, right? Like I, a lot of people, you know, didn't, a lot of people on Twitter, at least, yeah. say a lot of people, a lot of people on Twitter that I saw. Did you just pull a you know, Donald Trump, a lot of people are talking? <laughs> well, I mean, look, at it's a, it's a shot glove side top corner. Yeah. Pavel yeah. Zaka has 18 goals. He's a goal scorer. He's got a good shot. This is like a legitimate NHL goal scorer. So it's yeah. not like, you know, he was beat by a little flutter puck, right? Dave? Yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, I guess uh, what I, you know, continue to be focused on is, you know, Ehlers just, I mean, he comes, he comes in with some decent speed and he just kind of flips a little back end. It's Nemestikov that he's trying to get the puck to. I'm not sure if it was Charlie McAvoy who uh, you know, broke up the play there and got it up to Zaka. Hold on. Let me check here, Dave. Who got the assist on the goal here? It was, I guess it was Orlov. Carlo and Orlov were the D pair, right? They got the points on the, the assist on the goal. But it was just like, it's too casual. And and when you're fighting for your playoff lives, and don't get me wrong, I think that I really strongly believe the Jets will make the playoffs, as you mentioned. Like Nashville and Calgary, I mean, they're, they're still within striking distance, but I just think the Jets are going to hang on. That's just my own personal opinion. We'll see what happens. But the point is you're in a playoff race here. Like you're not in second in the central. You don't have a cushion that you had a month ago. Um, you just can't make that type of play. It's just too casual and it results in a turnover and the actual shot itself. I mean, again, you know, could Hellebuck have stopped that? Sure. He could stop all of these shots, right? But it's a beautiful shot by Zaka. So again, even though, you know, that's, that's one that you could point to as, as, as a, a stoppable shot by Hellebuck, I think it's bad puck management again by Ehlers there. And you know what, as he, it's it, like Kenny's water bottle. Uh, talked about the Jets making, you know, miscues, as he said. And I mean, actually, he might not have said used the word miscues. I will use the word miscues because it is. It's just these small mistakes. And look, we saw it with Carolina. We saw it with these good teams. And, you know, one of the questions that Rick Bonus was asked today during his media availability was about this idea of do these better teams force your team to play a little bit better, a little bit tighter? Because they know that one mistake ends up in the back of your net. Like it's not like you're playing a Chicago. Although I mean, I don't want to malign Chicago. It looks like they're gonna they're gonna go on a run. They don't want Bedard anymore. They're giant they're like, killers. Yeah, they're like you know what? we're just gonna beat everyone. Forget it. We're just gonna we're gonna call up the entire Rockford Isogs roster and we're just gonna we're gonna keep rolling and keep winning. But no, I mean, look, you know that against a team like Boston, like you said, you make a mistake like that and it ends up in the back of your net. If you're just slightly casual. You know, and look, Connor Hellebuck had to make some saves and they got lucky that, you know, the, we talk about the Jets hitting the post or the crossbar. The Bruins also did, right? So, I mean, both teams had opportunities. There was a play where, um, who was it, Ezzy, who when, when Hellebuck had to come out and challenge in the second period and he shot, was it Zaka maybe again? 
No, because Zach is a Zach is a right shot. David Pasternak had a really good chance in the third period uh, when they had the power play, and mm-hmm. the Zaka chance. It's possible I missed that one, Dave. But uh, I'm just saying Al- that Alabak didn't have, face a lot of rubber, but yeah, he was solid. I mean, like he only well, the Jets- two goals. You're, he gave put it this way: he gave he gave the Jets a chance to win tonight. Yeah, and again, like I said, it just right now the Jets have a few things. They're making some mistakes that are ending up in the back of their net, and they're not scoring goals. And the goal scoring right now is more concerning than right now than than, than the occasional miscue, because the occasional miscue you can overcome if you can score some goals. Right. And right now the Jets can't score goals. And, and that's where missing, not having Dubois in the lineup, not having Perfetti in the lineup. Yeah. Like I realize we've known Perfetti is going to be out for a while now. Yeah. Um, but you know Dubois' absence is missed big time, and you're not going to blame you know, not having Dubois in the lineup on why you didn't win, right? Like, they were a big underdog. The Bruins are a great team. Like, the Jets needed to play, you know, almost a a perfect game to most teams. Like, what have they lost? Ten games all year, the Bruins? We talked about it. They've already got uh, well over 100 points, Oh, no, 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 you're right. No, 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 I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, because I forgot about the... the Like the Winnipeg Ice, the Ice and the Bruins have very similar records, right? Just completely, (laughs) completely dominant. The Winnipeg Ice only have nine losses, Ezzy, that I know. Yes. Yes, which is remarkable, right? So, you know, it, it's, I feel like we're a broken record still talking about the same things that the Jets, the process was good. And, you know, the power play looked good and certain lines were looking good. Like I didn't think, you know, Wheeler, Nemestikov, Ehlers had a, had, had a great game five right. on five. Like yeah. obviously Shifley, Connor, Niederreiter, they were much better after being yeah. benched in the second period, they responded. And, and Connor was a guy that was isolated on the broadcast by Kevin Sawyer uh, you know, talking about how he's back checking and how he was working and everything like that. Like this was one, honestly, one of Connor's best games of the year. I thought. Well, and you know, thank you, Colby, our faithful photographer, 51, 11 and five. I mean, that is a, that is a juggernaut of a Bruins. Hold on a second Again. though. Hold on a second. What? It's the same backwards. Oh, very well. Technically, isn't there an extra one though? Where? <laughs> 51, 11, and 5 is the same backwards. It's like kayak. You know what I call that? A guy whose dad was a retired math professor at the University of Winnipeg. That's what I call that. A man, a plan. What was it? A canal, Panama? Something like that. Remember that one? No. You have no idea what I'm talking about right Absolutely now. Absolutely not. Same, same thing backwards. Woo! No, I understood. I knew where you're going, but I've never heard that okay. one before. Let's go, like, let's go race car. <laughs> Look, I oh, someone just said, Ezzy, hold on. We got, we got some other... Uh, we got some other news here. We got some breaking news, very breaking news. Bailey, I appreciate the quotes. We'll get to that in a second. But T. Shu has something to say. The Tuke arrived. Thanks very much, gentlemen. So T. Shu, right hopefully, on. hopefully T. Shu won't need a T. Shu or a Tough Duck Tuke for too much longer, because we're hoping that the weather is going to start to get a little bit nicer. But that Tough Duck Tuke is still going to come in handy. Uh, my dad wears. My dad has a Tough Duck Tuke. It's a moose Tough Duck Tuke, actually. Right on. But but he he wears his faithfully. Loves it. And again, everyone who seems to wear receive a tough duck tube for the hardest hitting comment. Seem well, it's to love such it good, as. it's such good quality clothing, right? And it I, I have to say, it brings me so much joy to be able to provide Manitobans and people abroad because we've sent them out to yeah, you know, Minnesota, Colorado. North Dakota, Colorado. I don't know if we've sent them any further than Colorado. That's probably the, the I think farthest. Colorado was the farthest. Yeah, we haven't gone outside of North America yet, but maybe in the future. But uh, yeah, it's always good to provide people with uh, some warmth on their head. We appreciate that. And we appreciate everything that you guys do to keep this chat rolling, which is smashing that like button, hitting the subscribe button. Remember, if you're watching this video on YouTube, 
we want you to be a subscriber, not just a watcher, but a subscriber. So even if you don't have an account, you don't have to comment. We don't insist. We love when people comment. The chat is, Ezzy and I love talking to each other when Mindell's here, not so much. So that's when we focus more on the chat. But the fact of the matter is, even if you don't want to chat, get an account, make sure you're subscribing. Let's get the IC uh, account to five, 5K. That's the, uh, that's the goal here. You know, if playoffs happen, folks, remember the chat, chat gets wild. Chat gets wild. So smash the like button and make sure you uh, drop a comment on the podcast. Drop a comment on this. We appreciate that. It uh, makes everything we do each and every day to bring you guys Jets, Moose, and Ice News. And I'm going to bring some more Ice News. I got a little I got a little insight from the, the hockey maven, we call him. His name is Richard Lapp. He writes books on the WHL. He's often at Jets and Moose games. I actually think I, I have, have one of those books down here. Well, then you can look for that. Somewhere. But I was going to... I was going to say, yeah. Richard told me today, uh, I often talk to Richard when I'm at the Jets and Moose games, and Richard told me uh, that if the Winnipeg Ice win their five remaining games, they have 53 wins, they win their five remaining games, they will, of course, my math being not John Ginsburg style, but 58 wins as, which would tie them with the Brandon Wheat Kings, the 78-79 Brandon Wheat Kings for the most wins in a WHL season. And that was back when they played 72 games. Now they only play 68. So it would still be, it would be a remarkable accomplishment if they can get close to that. And right now they're tied with uh, what they set last year, 53 wins. So they're going for win number 54, I believe on Saturday against Prince Albert. They've got two games upcoming against Prince Albert. They beat the Raiders in Prince Albert. And now they're going to play Prince Albert once again, as he, so um, we'll so see. The fire's about- gone again. That's what's tripping me out, Dave. Hey, okay. Is well, that you I'm, doing that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a little error. I'm on the, I'm on the screensaver. What's happening? Throwing me off, Dave. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about the moose too. Folks, fire going. We need it. I'm I'm trying to keep the yeah. I'm trying to keep the fires burning. We're trying to keep too cold for the for middle of March. Like the (laughs) snow should be gone by now. Like it's enough. I know people start. People want to start planting their seeds. Although I was told by the I was told by the people at Chelmerdeen's not to start my seeds for a little bit longer because you want to start your seeds closer to May. So that person actually you have a lot of uh, hostas that you want to. Nope. populate on the, no, no, on the I'm, a, I'm a i'm a vegetable guy as come on tomatoes oh yeah tomato guy yeah maybe no, some planting vegetables is tons of fun tons of fun there you go so we'll, we're not going to turn this into the illegal gardening show don't worry folks but there weren't that many more goals to discuss there's only one we're not going to discuss of course an empty netter as but what uh it was a beautiful anything... empty netter thomas noshek i mean he's he's got to be <laughs> one of the best empty netter specialists in the league well all i know is that uh the well, no, hold on, Ezzy. Who's who is the uh, but hold on, Mr. Mr. Agfa 100. You might be farther than Denver, but have you won an, uh, a tough duck toque? We're not saying people who aren't farther. John Chan wins that award because John, oh Chan no, John Chan, John Chan's in Singapore, in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. So John Chan is the farthest, yeah. For, you can't for... top that. Singapore is pretty much as far away from Manitoba as you can get, yeah. I don't know if anybody watches Australia, like, but Singapore well, is just a little bit north, maybe Argentina. That'd be a, that'd be a far distance. We have some viewers in Argentina. I didn't know. No, that. I'm saying that if someone is in Argentina, then you know, the, especially oh, at yeah. the southern point, maybe sure. maybe that they would be quite a distance. I haven't uh, I haven't calculated. Someone in the chat hopefully can calculate Singapore to Manit- to Winnipeg and then Winnipeg to Argentina, and we'll figure out what. Where what is, is Mr. Agfa hundred from? Because we I don't I didn't see where he. Well, his chat was. I think he said was he's farther than he or she is farther from Denver. Malls okay. in River Heights. Well, I so think Malls- it's a he, Dave, because it's Mr. Agfa one hundred. Well, is he? <laughs> Ezzy, we don't know that. Well, maybe not, but yeah. So we're not going to go there. Yeah, yeah. We're not going. Yeah, we're not. We're not, 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 not going to make that. We're yeah. going to make that assessment on the illegal curve post game show. 
Yes, it is thrilling. It is. This is thrilling stuff. Well, when the game is two nothing, for ninety percent of it, there's not a lot to talk about. But as I, I was gonna say, Otishu's changing his profile picture. But what was something else that is, is there anything else that jumped out at you? And the, you know, the second period was um, not. It wasn't a bad period. I mean, again, things happened throughout the course of this game. The Jets did have a lot of chances, but again, Swayman was excellent in net, and their power play came 2-1 up. One Vegas. See, there you go. <laughs> Calgary, Calgary doesn't like to lead games for long. There you go. Yeah, Cal- Vegas oh. is going to win that Pacific. Do you agree with that, Dave? Oh yeah, I think. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, I think. Mean, I so. think Edmonton might give them. See? Edmonton and LA might give them a little run, but Ezra, they don't. Mister Agfa One Hundred does not want you to assume his or her gender. So let's. Oh, I'm not assuming my gender. I, I, gender. I just want to know where Mister Agfa One Hundred lives. Curious. Well, there we, we, we go. welcome we welcome viewers from all across our great continent and there the globe. You go. Yeah, everywhere. We're in, we're, we're as he's Mr. International, and we are also an international oh, yeah. show. So. I'm, I'm Mr. Uh, don't go too far away from River Heights, Manitoba. That's who I am. <laughs> Kenny's water bottle says you're big in Japan. True or false? It. Yeah, I get it. Because the okay. average height's a little bit lower than North America, right? Maybe. So I'm five five nine. Isn't that bad in in Japan? Yeah. Not that I not that I need to feel tall. Like I don't know. Yeah, you're not. You don't have short man yeah. syndrome. No. There five nine is kind of average, a little bit below average height. Yeah, yeah. Size doesn't matter, Dave. Size doesn't matter. All right. Well, let's keep rolling, Ezzy. I mean, look, the the reality is the Jets needed to get some goals, and you know, I just saw Bailey, the unofficial official legal curve intern, put up a quote from Brendan Dillon. We appreciate Brendan uh, Bailey doing that. We couldn't bury our chances. We were right there. We knew them being the top team in the league. It was going to be a good test for us. And and look, I, I think you're right. I think Brendan Dillon has had uh, a couple of excellent games. Well, I mean, I think he's been good all season, but I think he's been really, you know, good. And I think, um, you know, I think he, it's it's just remarkable. I mean, look, they they honored him for, I don't know if they showed it during the, in the, in the first period, um, if they showed it during the commercial break, but they honored him for playing in his 800th NHL game. I mean, this is a guy who went undrafted. And I always say like, you know, to me, it's always, and I talked about it on the last show, so I won't soliloquy this one too much, but, it really is a testament to all the guys who don't get drafted and make it to the NHL, you know, and, and play 800 games in the NHL is this now 801. It's a substantial mark. And it's just remarkable that Brendan Dillon has done it and has been able to make such an impact on this jet team and become such an integral part of this jets club. As you're muted. Absolutely. I would. Yeah, sorry. I was, I was going through uh, Pulled natural, me. I was going through natural statric here. Uh, just to see if the eye test matched up. And Brendan Dillon was, uh, of course, four percentage at even strength was uh, 57, I believe, here. Hold on. Yeah, he was 57. Look, he is exactly what you want uh, in a top four defenseman, I think. You're not going to get, you know, 20 goals and 50 points from Brendan Dillon. You're, you're going to get limited offense. Um, but he is an old school. I, I talked about it. Like, he's a big defenseman who can throw the weight around, drop the gloves, but he can skate really well. Like a guy that, you know, I hate to bring it always back to the Devils, but he's a guy that reminds me, like, for people in the chat, remember Colin White, who was a, a tough defenseman from Newfoundland. Like, they they had, um, or Nova Scotia, one of the two, um, Scott Niedermeyer, Scott Stevens, Brian Rafalski. Yeah, I mean, those were your, you know, top defensemen. But you needed to have, you know, the Kenny Danicos and and the Tommy Albulines yeah. and, and the Colin Whites, right? And that's the type of defenseman. He, he's underrated. He goes under the radar. Um, but he's just, he rarely makes bad plays, right? Yeah. Like we're often critical 
you know, of players, you know, making turnovers, but, you know, he's just a really solid defenseman. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets signed to another contract when his current contract's up, to be honest with you. Well, and and one other player, and we'll we'll finish off this game recap soon, but like the one other player that probably merits highlighting is Dylan Sandberg. I mean, I think, and I said this, I mean, Flames tied it up. Sorry, Dieter's. We've got uh, the Dietermeister filling us in here. I like it. Two all. Like this. This game's for sure going to be like four four five five. And it's gonna I, I, I mean, I, I think I actually think Vegas is going to win this game. I think it's. Gonna, I think you're right. Probably because Vegas be like is a five better, three. But, it's going to yeah. be a five three Vegas final. Um, no, but the other guy, Yazzie, and I've, I've been. We've all been saying this is not something new, but like Dylan Sandberg is, should not be coming out of this lineup. I mean, there's no reason for him to be out of the lineup. He continues to show you. I mean, he made a couple of real nice blocks. He's, he's just, he's, he's getting it and he's showing, I mean, if you look at the, you, the eye test proves that Dylan Sandberg is an NHLer. The analytics prove that Dylan Sandberg is an NHL player. And he's a guy who doesn't, shouldn't be coming out of this lineup. You know, when you've got a, a, the left side, Jets left side is fine. Josh Morrissey, Brendan Dillon, Dylan Sandberg doesn't need to be touched right side. Not so much milestone game for Dylan, uh, for Dylan DeMello. I should mention he played in his 200th game with a Jets jersey on his back. So where does the time go? Dylan DeMello, he uh, played in Mr. Number 200 as, but ultimately this is a Jets game that was probably winnable by the home team. They played well. They had their chances. You know, Jeremy Swayman was excellent. The Bruins, again, are just a very good team and they show you what depth can provide. And Adam Lowry, there was a quote, about that Bailey put up. I, I, I didn't get a chance because I went on a little tangent about the defenseman. But, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, he said in the quote, and I'm trying to find it quickly, but was just this idea that they're they're giving up. Po- oh, here it is. It's really disappointing. We need these points. They're so critical right now. And we're almost scoreboard watching every night right now. Well, they don't have to worry. Maybe they just ask Drew for the scoreboard because Drew loves to scoreboard watch on this show, as he, and the folks are all helping as well. But, I mean, it, it is true. I mean, you're now focused on Nashville losing. And we talked about this. This is such a squandering of what the Jets did, all the good work in the first 30 games to build themselves this reserve, and it's gone. And it's been yeah. gone for a while. And look, I mean, just think about how how precarious this team would situation would be had you not done what you did in Florida. Because there wasn't a lot of expectation that the Jets were going to do what they did and because of what they did as they've got a you know a cushion you don't get if you if you only win one of those games and you lose to carolina and then you lose to boston and i'm not saying it's not going to get a little bit easier you know you don't have to face jordan binnington so you don't have to bring your boxing gloves to the uh, to the game in st louis on sunday but like you know this is a jets team that could be a, in a lot more of a dangerous position the margin but- for error dave is what you're talking about is 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 razor thin right yeah. that's the margin for error against the bruins is razor thin but just the margin for error in general with teams that are chasing you and even though the teams chasing you aren't very good yeah and they're not really taking advantage like it's not like the predators or the, the predators were hot uh you know a week or so a week and a half ago yeah um, but yeah like and and even though you're gonna play you know the arizonas and i think they have another game against anaheim right like they, they have some yeah. te- games against some bottom five teams but We've seen the the Coyotes beat the Flames, right? Like we talked about it. The the Hawks have won games against teams that like the Bruins that you didn't think they would win with their AHL yeah. roster, right? So that's right. Even though the Jets have an easy schedule, look, and nobody knows what's going to happen. That's the beauty of of sports, right? Like nobody. Why knows we watch the Jets. games exactly? But I, I mean, I would be a little bit more concerned 
if if it was a better team that was chasing the Jets. But and the Flames are good, don't get me wrong, but it just seems like the Flames never like they're they're just so inconsistent that they win two, lose two, you know, win one, lose one, that type of thing, right? But the game on Saturday, you know, we didn't three or four weeks ago, we didn't think, you know, we weren't circling the Jets and Predators Saturday afternoon game. Uh, you know, as if that was going to have major playoff impl- implications, but it is. I mean, yeah, the, the Jets, that's the proverbial four point game, right? Absolutely. And so ultimately, as the Jets see the empty net, the puck go into the empty net. Although I have to mention, as before we go to break and before we end this recap, got to give a shout out to Cameron Hughes, Cameron Cheers, as he's known on social media, who always brings the excitement. He was, uh, he was in the crowd. He was. I, think I didn't see him. I don't know if they showed him, but I didn't notice. I, I always uh, get a chuckle when they show him. But I, I yeah, maybe maybe that was just I was putting the kids to bed. So I'm, you I might have, have you might have missed it. But as you know, what it's reasons like that that you're lucky you have me around because of course I didn't miss it. I posted it on the illegal curve Twitter account, the illegal curve Instagram account, the illegal what about curve TikTok, TikTok, the illegal curve TikTok yeah. account. We're for growing you, that TikTok. Talking about planting seeds. In the spring, we're we're planting. We've got a few. You've been posting some videos. Yeah, I mean, TikTok is growing slowly. I need Bailey to give me the advice as to what I'm doing wrong. But uh, the TikTok is whatever. We're way too old. We need we need the youth like Bailey to really show us what's what's going on because we we don't know, Dave. I mean, we're we're part of the legacy media. (laughs) Good one, as so. Anyways, we got uh, we got Cam Cameron Hughes, who if you don't know, he's he's kind of an entertainer. He comes in. He it's actually a pretty cool story. He's a guy from Ottawa. And he essentially has created a career of getting the crowd riled up. And he does a great job. Getting free and has, tickets to hockey games, which is well, pretty awesome. I mean, it's not more. He gets paid. He gets paid to come to these events. And and he goes all over the world. He doesn't just do hockey. He does all sorts of sports. He's got a really cool... Darwin Moore is asking, who's Cameron Hughes? Well, Darwin, if you have that question, go on the Illegal Curve Twitter account or my IC Dave one. Go on the um, Illegal Curve Instagram. He's basically like a, a super fan that travels around to different sporting yeah. events and but he, he just, you know, gets but he wears and, like, he'll wear like 10 t-shirts and then all of a sudden he'll just yeah. like, he'll just get the crowd clapping and he'll Darwin's seen dancing. him for sure. He, yeah, he might yeah. know Darwin might not know his name, but he's definitely seen him before because like he's you been said, here before. He's, he's been around for a long time. He uh, hypes the crowd up and just has a good yeah. time. He's a hype man. But the point is that he's turned it into a career and, and he's having some fun. So uh, if you don't, haven't seen it before, it's a lot of fun and uh, we've got it posted. Anyways, Ezzy, so that is how the game ends. Jets lose 3 nothing. Do you want to break down the empty net? No, I'm good. I think we can head to break and then uh, come back and give out some more merch and a toque. All right. Well, let's uh, let's before we head to break, let's thank our friends at Betway. The Betway Game Recap is brought to you by, Ezzy, no surprise to you, Betway. It's simple, fun, and safe to bet with Betway. So head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. Please, Ezra. Ezra, please play responsibly. Always. Okay. Thanks everyone. Again, you're listening to the legal curve post game show. I'm your host, Dave Nuke. He's my main man, Ezzy Ginsburg. We're uh, having some fun here on the legal curve post game show. As are you, hopefully everyone's enjoying themselves while we head to break while I hit, get ready to hit the button to hit, send us to break. What are you going to do? You're going to smash that like button. Maybe leave some comments on the YouTube page, go on the podcast, leave a nice little comment. Phyllis just did. But that's already February. We can use some March comments, folks. So go on the iTunes, go on the Spotify, drop a comment for ICSEG, IC Dave M. Oh, actually, it's just IC Dave and not I, not not Mendel. And uh, we all appreciate it. So we're gonna head to break, and then once we're back from break, we'll you know as we'll we'll have some more hijinks and God knows 
What else? Tomfoolery. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about five bucks? Come on, five dollars? No way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. There's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, All the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code Illegal Curve. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zapia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zapia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Online at zapiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. 
Welcome back to the Illegal Curve Post Game Show. I am sitting in the host chair. I'm on the left side of the screen, maybe the right side of the screen, depending on your perspective. Doesn't feel very comfortable. If you're watching, Yezzy. if you, if you're watching the show on your phone or a laptop, and then you're holding it up against a mirror, I guess I might be on the left. There you go. But anywho, I'm Dave. Or if you're in one of those like fun houses and you've yes. got like you know those types of mirrors, then I have no idea. We might be like you might be on top of me. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, inverted, reversed. Yeah. Anywho, I'm Dave Manuk. He's Ezzy Ginsberg. This is the Illegal Curve Post Game Show. You just uh, joined us for some Jets and Bruins discussions. The Jets lose ultimately to the top team in the NHL, three nothing game. A little bit closer than the score might indicate. And uh, Rick Bonus after the game, this courtesy of our friend Ken Weeb, uh, indicated, and, I, and um, Bailey, the intern, had already posted this in the chat, so maybe some of the folks already know, but I'll just say it for those who are uh, who didn't catch it. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to travel with the team to Nashville and St. Louis. The Jets are scheduled to practice tomorrow uh, in Winnipeg and then fly to Nashville, and they'll take on the Predators. That's a 1 o'clock start on Saturday. So you're going to have a busy morning on Saturday, as. You start the, the your day, the legal curve morning papers. That's seven o'clock in the morning. Then you have a little bit of time for coffee, maybe a little breakfast. You join us at nine o'clock for the legal curve hockey show. Two hours of Jets and Moose ice talk, and then you have a little time to enjoy your Saturday afternoon, have some lunch, and then you join us for the legal curve post game show. And then the Moose and the Wolves play, and you could watch that game, and then you could. You know, Saturday's gonna be busy. The Moose are still on the road though for that game, right? Yeah, two more yeah. road games for the Moose, and then they're back home. And then Crazy Dave M's uh, Moose ticket machine is gonna be left on, and I've got tickets to give away for uh, upcoming Moose games. So uh, it'll be it'll be good times for uh, for that. And as any 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 final thoughts about the AEW? I didn't get a really feel. Did you end up putting Lots Remus? Of fun. Did you put Remus through the? Uh, I talked to Carter Chan. He said he was on. He was in the. Saw Carter uh, there, yeah. He was in the press box tonight. He was sitting beside me, and so uh, he was telling me that he saw that he was. He was. I think he was on TV. Said it was a good time. And uh, what were your thoughts overall yeah. about AEW wrestling and all the Winnipeg connections to it? It looked good. Right. I was out at Joey's. I was with a buddy, and we were watching. Actually, we were watching the basketball game, but they would show that periodically. Did you see me with my shirt off trying to get on camera? I'm not sure if I you did. saw that, Dave, but yeah. uh, we had great seats. Uh, thanks again to the Hussman uh, for taking me to, to AEW Dynamite. It was longer than I thought. Uh, I went with Huss to WWE Raw uh, three years ago, and this was four hours, actually, because they do, before it goes live, they yeah. do a, a, they call them dark matches for an hour, and then they did a taping for, I forget what the other AEW show was called, Rampage, maybe. So yeah. they do they do an hour of that. But I mean, look at, I mean, this was all about, not all about, uh, but it was mainly all about Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, right? Who yeah. is one of the best wrestlers. I mean, both of these guys, um, you know, if you follow pro wrestling and, you know, not everybody does, you know, Dave, we were talking about this the other day. Like I've loved wrestling since I was probably like, I don't know, seven or eight years old back in the Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart days, right? Yeah. Um, but Kenny Omega, I mean, what he's done in his career, like over in Japan and everything like that. Um, so the trip, there was a, uh, nine person, I guess, three-way tag match okay. and Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega were on uh, separate, uh, I'm not sure if you, you caught that when you were watching out at, out at, uh, uh, the bar that you were at Dave, but, um, so it was amazing because you had Jericho and Omega going at it with each other and obviously they're good friends and in real life, this is wrestling though. Um, and then they, <laughs> uh, and then they, uh, you know, were, were working together, right. Even though they were on separate tag teams. 
so it was awesome that was that was the highlight but you know you've got um you know john moxley uh i mean i could go over a bunch of the names i'm not sure how many wrestling fans are in the chat watching right now but yeah it was a lot of fun i mean we had a great night and the crowd was was really good uh i'm not sure if it was a sellout but it was packed um, Perry, they, Perry, security guard perry told me that there were i think close to nine thousand in the crowd so i think yeah that that's what i heard i heard around yeah. eighty five hundred, right so yeah. that makes a lot of sense because they only had a few um uh top uh 300 section uh only a few sections i should say open in the 300 so yeah there's a few people but you know as you know you only have you're with an event like that you can't fill up the arena with fifteen thousand yeah. people right right just like most concerts to be honest with you yeah um so yeah it was a lot of fun i mean it was great like the the winnipeg sports talk boys like they've always done a great job of of promoting you know chris jericho and you know he i'm not sure if you saw or everybody in the chat saw or listening on the podcast for that matter uh that the street that he grew up on in saint james i forget the name of the street but they renamed it uh, honorary chris jericho way um, yeah. he was just getting i mean aw was on the front page of the free press today so yeah. just, it was just awesome like you know like again wrestling's not everybody's cup of tea and even though i'm 40 years old look at i like it right i'm not going to just pretend that i don't like it uh, so it's one of those things. And you see, the greatest thing I think about wrestling, like I hope to take Ruben, you know, a couple of years from now when he's a little bit older, but you you saw a lot of families there, like right in front of us, there were a couple of kids that were probably six or seven years old. Like there's, yeah, there's a lot of like 30, 40, 50 year olds, but there's also a lot of, uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight year olds there. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And as you said, I mean, there's a big uh, Winnipeg presence, Manitoba presence. Got to give out a shout out to uh, the real Don Callis as well, who went to Kelvin. Well, hold on. So, so hold on. Beep, beep, beep. See, this is why I love the chat. This is why I love the chat. And you're wondering to meet yourself as you have no idea why I love the chat, but I'm about to. I know exactly why you love the chat. Cause we got great people that participate well, in the chat. I, I know you I know that. Vision, baby. We got but lots of on. great people. But read this, read this comment by our friend T. Shoe. T. Shoe says, true story. I pulled a young Chris Jericho Irvine out of a trash compactor at Zeller's back in the day when he was working as a stock boy. Wow. I feel like Tishu needs to be like on the show right now talking to us about that. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, like the thing is, like, you know, Chris Jericho, obviously his real name's Chris Irvin. Um, dad Ted Irvine played uh in the NHL. Everybody knows that. It's really but I mean, Chris is a Winnipeg boy. Like he, he's just like everybody else, right? Like he went to high school at Westwood. Yeah, you know, he took the same program that I did at Red River Creative Communications, right? I think yeah. he didn't, he didn't, I remember interviewing him when I was doing an internship with the Winnipeg Sun and I think he didn't finish the Crecom program, but okay. like, you know, he's, he's a guy that, you know, I, I imagine he was a really good hockey player just being the son of an NHLer, right? Yeah. And he just loved wrestling. Like he, he has, it's famous uh, or well-known, I should say that, you know, he idolized guys like Bret Hart and Owen Hart and went to Calgary. And then he just kind of built himself up, did the local thing. You know, went over to Japan, WWE, WCW, like, and now AEW. So, I mean, he's an incredible success story. Again, pound for pound, he's not the biggest guy, but he's one of the best technical wrestlers of all time, for sure, along with Kenny Omega. And and as he just answered your question, it's Woodsworth Way, according yep. to Weaver. So thank you, Weaver, for, for yep. giving us the... I, uh, I knew it. I remember it started with a W, but yeah, just awesome. I mean, he does, you know, he deserves that for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, and and again, it's nice to see that people, you know, it's more. Look, he recognizes where he's from, and he and he does a lot of stuff with the Jets still, and he like he always he, embraces he, Winnipeg. He always wears Jets jerseys. He, I love that about him. Not yeah. that you know, like some people, you know, move elsewhere and they you know become more a part of that city. 
but Jericho has always waved that Winnipeg flag. Yeah, as he want, what Kenny's water bottle says, you you as he took creative you, communications, Kenny. it worked. Yeah. As he definitely communicates creatively, I think I communicate creatively. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, as do you have a tough duck hardest hitting comment, or should I do the? Uh... Oh, I got a little sidetracked here. Okay, I that's okay. I had one. Hold that's on. Okay. Give me give me two minutes, Dave. Let's do maybe the IC merch okay, contest. Well, hold on. What can we? What and can then we come do? back to me. Hold on. What can we do with two minutes of time? Hmm. Moose minute. Hmm. What could we do with... Put on your antlers. It's time for the Manuk Moose Minute on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Oh, Ezzy, that's what we can do. We can talk about the Manitoba Moose and, and their road trip, which continued yesterday. In Rockford, they got a couple of guys back. Dominic Toninato, who, of course, had welcomed a new baby into his family. And so the, uh, congratulations to the Tonnados. Um, they, I don't remember. I think they had, a, I can't remember. I'm not going to speculate because I don't remember exactly what they had, but they had a new, uh, they welcomed a new member of the family to their, uh, to their family unit. And of course, Christian Reichel, who was day to day, he was back in the lineup as well. So the Moose got a couple of big additions back to the, back in the fold. And uh, it helped. I mean, Henry Nickenen, the Jets' 2019 fourth rounder, a player I always say pay attention to him. He's big. He can kill penalties. Um, modeled. Remember, Ezzy, when we talked to him in the summer, says he models his game after Miku Koivu. So Jets would be happy if he turned into that. He scored his fifth goal of the season to open the scoring. And then after Rockford tied the game, Dominic Toninato, he scored his 14th goal of the season to give the Moose a 2-1 lead, which is the lead they held. Until about 20 seconds in uh, one of the periods, I think it was the second period, where all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, it was went from one two uh, one Moose to three two. They Rock retied it, then they took the lead. Moose, of course, because this is what they do. Unlike the Jets right now, the Moose are able to force a comeback. Sorry, that was in the second period, and then Jansen Harkins from uh, Declan Chisholm and Leon Gavanke on a five on three, as he no surprise, the three D man unit, you know, the jets like to the jets, the moose like to run that when they have a five on three, two of those three guys set up Jansen Harkins. So he scored his 15th goal of the season to tie the game. Uh, and it was a cool thing for Leon Gavanke, the 2017 fifth rounder for the Winnipeg jets. He got his hundredth AHL point with his second assist of the game. He had the primary assist. He fed over the Chisholm pass over those two play. They're like, they're just like, they're like PB and J those two. They're, they're, they just know, they know each other so well, you know, I don't like jam. I'm a, more of just a solid peanut butter guy as he, but regardless, it was three all and extra time was going to be needed. The Moose had some great chances, including alternate captain Cole Meyer had a chance to win it. Uh, but it was Rocco Grimaldi, who of course he's a long time pro in uh, both the, he's played NHL and AHL. And he won it for Rockford. So the Rockford Ice Hogs win it in overtime. The Moose dropped that game, but they got a point out of it. Gives them 70 points. They're two points back of Texas, who are in first. One point back of Milwaukee. Texas actually lost yesterday to, I want to say, to Coachella, I think. And Iowa lost as well. So the we're doing some scoreboard watching in the AHL uh, as, as well. But a couple of things worth noting that um, Jansen Harkins tied his career high for goals in the AHL, which he set in 1819 with 15, but he did it in 40 fewer games this time around. And Dominic Tonato, he also in 1819 had 14 goals, but he did it in 20 fewer games. So the Moose 
uh, lost that game. They were off today. They're in Chicago tomorrow. They're going to practice in Chicago, and then they're going to take on the Wolves, who were the bottom feeder team, even though they won the Calder last year. But uh, they're a bottom feeder in the Central. They've been on a bit of a run, so now Grand Rapids and, the, and Chicago are kind of the 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 in the worst position right now in the central, but the Moose have a couple of tough games against Chicago this weekend. And then they're back home for, I think eight straight. So lots of Moose Tyrell Bauer. I didn't want to tell T Kona Pauly Tyrell Bauer boys and girls. He had a tough fight yesterday. He got into a fight. I don't remember who he fought. Those knuckles might, might still be on ice. Well, you know what, as like it was, it was it, someone asked me and I said, he held his own. That's the way I described Tyrell Bauer, the 2020 six-rounder for the Winnipeg Jets. I, I don't know what T. Conapoli's assessment of the fight. I know you were watching wrestling. Those were some those were some real knuckles being tossed around in the uh, in the game. And I thought Bauer held his own, but he he didn't necessarily. It was the first time I would I, I thought Bauer didn't come out on the winning end of a of a tilt as because which is not again not something we've seen this kid tough as nails first year as a pro. So I mean he's not going to win them all. But uh, it would be interesting to see how how he continues to develop, right? Because he's definitely come a long way from kind of a uh, you know a rough uh, WHL prospect, right, Dave? And he's still yeah. what is he twenty two years old, late round draft pick? Yeah, right, still yeah. early twenties, right? So um, you know he's a guy that obviously I don't think the Jets expect to produce a lot offensively, but you know he's he's kind of that guy that you know a couple of years from now you know he might get a an opportunity with the Jets, right? So. Uh, and he's tough, right? Like, I like that. Like, even though, you know, fighting isn't as big of a part of the NHL anymore, I still, you know, like guys that can drop the gloves. And wanted to mention one more thing, Dave, because you were asking me about AEW. One thing that was yeah. thing that I think you'll appreciate, because I know you know who Jeff Jarrett is. He's back in pro wrestling with AEW. What was weird is you're always waiting for the, you know, the guitar to, to be smashed over someone's head, but it didn't yeah. happen last night. So that was really I wanted to throw in there. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett was in a tag match, but he didn't smash the guitar over anybody. There you go. Well, and for the record, uh, Tyrell Bauer, as he is 21, he's turning 22 in, I think 21 and he's turning 22 in, oh, in to a be week. 21 again. Yes, exactly. And, but you know what, you know what he, he could end up being in look, it's early and we're not going to pigeonhole any of these guys and, and say he's going to be this, he could turn into a Brendan Dillon type. He's going to have to work on some things. And we talked about it when we had Eric Dubois, Moose assistant coach, who's right now a Jets coach but you know generally a moose assistant coach and hoping his son gets back into the lineup saturday yes yeah exactly and well yeah but the point is that you're the the hope for the jets he's got he's big he's mean and he plays with an edge he's something that i think jets that's what fans people hope. said about you dave by the way when you played exactly 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 so I, I i do think that you know tyrell bauer is the kind of guy look he's gonna have some things he's gonna have to work on his skating some of his decision making but he's a they, as you said as it's a first year pro in the in in pro it's a first year kid in pro hockey he's got a long way to, to go but he, he's a he's a nice little prospect who's yeah. earning more time i mean he's playing he's kind of platooning right now with simon lundmark the 2020 second rounder so uh 2019 second rounder sorry he was in that billy hanola draft but the point is that he's getting he's they've kind of evened out a little bit. So um Bauer's getting into some more games and in Ticona Pauli's loving it. That's all I can say. Nice kid. So uh we'll see how his development continues with those Manitoba Moose who are chugging along as they are chugging along. So that's your Manuk Moose minute. Folks, that was a little bit more than a minute. I think that was a few minutes actually. Oh, good. It gave me time to I I, I had to go back. I sent you the Tough, yeah, you tough, went, you went comment way back. Chat. Well, I had to go back a little bit because there, there was a few, like there were a lot of good comments, but I had to go back um, to earlier in the, in the broadcast to find my 
tough duck hardest hitting comment and i don't know if dave have it has it up I'm, there i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put it into the chat and i'm gonna bring it up there you go because i'm too lazy we're giving to it back. to running man there we go Hold and on, running man is. will probably be happy to know that i have three thrice three different times i've actually participated in the manitoba marathon relay usually the shortest leg and this last time i had to stop and walk a couple times there but, you go. hey, I still did uh, run whatever it was, five, six kilometers, something like that. So we're going to give him the comment here. Jets had chances on the power play, just couldn't break the, the Bruins PK, Boston PK. Would have been nice if Connor would have scored instead of hitting the post. Jets had chances, just didn't bury it. And really, I think running man nailed it there. <laughs> like, I mean, this was similar in, in a lot of ways to the Carolina game, right? Like the Jets played a, a good game against one of the top teams in the East yep. slash NHL. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I it sounds like I've been saying this and we have been saying this, Drew as well, everybody, you know, Kenny and Randy, everybody who does the the postgame shows, right? Like it's been just, you know, not good enough, like just no finish. The chances are there. The Jets are getting the shot volume, everything like that, uh, but no goals. So running man, send me an email, Ezra at illegalcurve.com. You will have to tell me your real name unless it is, in fact, running man, which would be amazing, <laughs> especially if you were a runner. Uh, but yeah, send me an email with your mailing address and tough duck will ship out a toque to you and maybe you can wear it while you run. Hey, exactly. We, it looks like we're not quite in uh, line for some super warm weather until next week as so the, the toque will come in handy for running man. So congratulations to running man. And remember if you join the illegal curve post game show and you watch the illegal curve post game show and that for the record, if you want to win that contest, you do have to participate in the chat as you do have to. So even though we've said, you can subscribe and not chat, and you can still subscribe and win the Illegal Curve merch contest. If you want to win the IC Tough Duck Hardest Hitting Comment contest, that requires... Yeah, we have to be fact, able to see you. That, in fact... Well, you have to be visible. You can't be invisible. It, in fact, requires a comment. Yes. That's what we need. So, it, it's Snacku is saying that the toques are amazingly warm. So, let's... Uh, they are. We don't, mess, we don't mess around. We only got the best. Oh, yeah, that's true. We Actually, only get the best for our chatters. There you go. Well, and I forgot Running Man did win some IC merch. So Running Man's got a couple of things okay. coming uh, right. his his way. So good for Running Man. Now as IC merch contest. Time to uh speaking of the merch that that Running Man, even though he Running Man just revealed his real name, but I'm not gonna reveal Running Man's real name. That's his decision to do. It's like Batman to us right now. But the fact is, just to enter the contest, you just go to the legalcurve.com. You go into the notes. And there's links to our Gleam page. It's also in the YouTube show. And you enter the chat. And there's a variety of ways to enter. You can just go to the website. You can go to watch a TikTok video. Usually a Tyrell Bauer fight. Today, Cameron cheers, dancing around, exciting the crowd. But you can go to those things. You can retweet us. You can follow us on Twitter. You can do a lot of things, gain entries, and win uh, votes as, or entries, sorry, I should say, for your chance to win authentic Jets merch. Like today's winner. Drum roll, please, Mr. Ginsburg. Ryan Trapp. I picked the easy name, of course, for me, because when Drew does it, I, I'm like, come on, let's give him the spicy one. But Ryan Trapp is the winner. That name so seems familiar. I think really? probably in the chat and, and Twitter, but yeah, that name definitely seems familiar. Well, let's let's hope. Let's hope that Ryan's in the chat. But even if Ryan is, it's actually funny to me because Andrew, who was our winner last last show, I emailed him and he said he sent me a big message saying he was excited. But he said, of course, it's the show I didn't watch. And I think that happened to Philip as well. Philip, uh, who's out in Alberta, he was didn't watch the show that he won. But that's the beauty of it. I still send you an email. And even if you remember, guys and girls, if you haven't gotten your merch, ask Phyllis. She'll attest to the fact 
that and Tracy, she's also gotten uh, merch. I do deliver the merch eventually. It's just taking me a little bit of time because of course, with taking on the responsibility of this with all my other responsibilities, probably not my smartest decision, but I wanted to get folks the merch. My so favorite is, by the way, when when uh, Phyllis says what she has for dinner, or she says what she she makes for dinner. That's my favorite. I'm not sure if I missed that earlier in the chat because I obviously don't see every single comment. It's tough yes. to keep up, but uh, yeah, I always <laughs> I always find that funny. Good to see Spency. I didn't see Spency earlier, so hopefully Spency's having a great Thursday night, even though the Jets lost, and uh, we're happy that he's uh, tuning in with us. There you go. Now, Ezzy, remember if you want to be a winner like Ryan and all the other winners. Then you have to enter, well, to get 10 bonus entries, I should say, because you can, I, I just gave you a variety of different ways to enter. But one of the ways you can enter is entering the unique code word. Unique code word for today, Ezzy, do you want to guess? Oh, code word for the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Or the city of Boston, I guess. I, I think you're yeah. going to somehow incorporate cheers into here. I did last time, so I didn't do it this time. Okay. I don't know. We were in Boston after the 2014 draft uh, yep. in Philly, Dave. So I should, you know, have a, a few more things. Uh, like Harvard, the Paul Revere Harvard, Hotel. I Harvard, Harvard, yeah, yeah. Harvard that was a good. nice hotel, right? They had I that little, been, pool, in honor that little of pool party. As in honor of uh, Wu-Tang, I could have done Lowell House because of the movie How High. Yeah, but Wu-Tang's, Wu-Tang's from Staten Island, New York, though. It's I know, really but, a... I, but remember in the movie How High, they go to Harvard. I actually have a, hold on. Show it's uh show and tell with Ezra. As you know, I'm a big Wu Tang fan. I have a, the Wu Tang manual right here. Wow. Well, I actually thought we were at a Wu Tang concert tonight, Ezzy, because there was so much black and yellow. It's funny. I thought you'd like that. Not ha ha funny, but just funny. Yeah, I don't care. I just I, as long as I get acknowledgement that it was funny. I didn't. I don't need a high course high. I, I think I'm going to Wu Tang with Laura, by the way, Drew's wife. Apparently, that's who I'm. Uh, I think going you. With, I think. But... I think you were until you made some sort of bizarre comment, and then you. Yeah, you, yeah. Then you creeped out Drew and I'm Drew. I'm going by myself, myself. Yeah, just like yeah, I did yeah. when I lived in Montreal and went to go see Audio Slave by myself at uh, University of Quebec. I think because hmm. I loved them so much, nobody would go with me. Soundgarden was my favorite band of all time, and I and Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave was those two bands combining. So I went by myself and made some friends, had a few beers. What was the last concert? A couple cigarettes. I was 20. What was the last concert? Oh, Comet. Well done. But uh, we'll give Comet big ups in a second. Ezzy, what was the last concert you and I went to? Oh. uh, And where? Yeah. Have we ever gone to a concert together? Just one. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, New York, Hammerstein Ballroom, Counting Crows, and the Wallflowers. With? Richie. There you go. All right. Good, good memory. We had to work at the snowplow for that years one. Ago? That was almost 10 years ago. Wow. Well, it was a 2013 draft. That was a great it? concert. That was a really cool venue. Yeah, it was yeah. very good. Anyways, enough of uh, the, this is, I know everyone loves the Manuk Ginsburg. Yeah, like who, who are you? Howard Manshine over here, Dave? But, like. <laughs> but I'm going to go because Comet got the, uh, got the unique code word. So maybe it wasn't so unique, but I went with big bad Bruins. Like it, big bad Bruins. They really are so, the big bad Bruins, though. No, That's I know. I think, it, I think good. it's appropriate. They are very I think good. It, I I, I would not be surprised if they go all the way and and win a cup. Like Patrice Bergeron, man. Like you just watch that guy. Like he just does everything right. One of the best players ever. Well, Rick Bonus had a funny story. I think Weber must be doing a story on Bergeron. So he asked him about about him, and Rick Bonus talked about how. I guess after his first year he was with the Bruins and then his second year he started in Providence 
and he said they went, he watched the, he, Rick, I guess, must have scouted him for five games. And he said the five games he scouted him, he was the best player every game. And it's true. I mean, it's interesting, right? Like I, I, I'll remember like Jack Roslevic, the year that he was, his last year in the AHL, he was the best player in the AHL. And I mean, it's hard for me to say that authoritatively because we don't really see the East. So I, I can't be, I can't say what everybody is in the East is doing, but I can tell you right now, Jack he was leading the league in points, right? Yeah. He was, he was, what he was doing was unbelievable. Yeah. He was but, over I mean, a point a game, I think. Yeah. Oh no. Easy. But, but the point is that he was, uh, it, it's funny when you see these guys in certain veins and he just said, but I, but I would say that Rosberg didn't dominate every game. You know, he was very good, but, but, but it sounds like Pasternak just dominated every single game. And that, that's a unique thing to do at the pro level when you're a 19 year old kid. Right. I mean, he was, I think 19 or 20 or whatever he was. And so he, him doing that is, is fairly exceptional. So anyways, uh, that's, uh, that's the IC contest. We've given away the tough duck as you we got to thank our friends at Seagram's as he, do you have a, what was your shot? Of do the we game? have a winner? Have, oh no, we did the winner already. Um, sorry for the IC merch contest. I forgot about it. Ryan trap. Yeah. Ryan uh, trap was the been winner. A long but... day. It's been a long day, Dave. It's almost well, 11 o'clock here. The jets are not celebrating a big win with Seagram's, but it's a staple of Manitoba's ODRs for generations like Seagram's 83. So remember folks, thank our friends at Seagram's by uh, participating in some Seagram's, uh, some Seagram specialties, if you will. Since the Jets didn't score a goal, and I, I don't know if I would have one specific shot that stands out to me. I mean, Kyle Connor had, I think, six or seven shots tonight. Yeah. I would, I would give it to Zaka on the second goal. Yeah. 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 It was definitely, it was definitely, it was definitely a good shot by Zaka. And, uh, it was the one that it was the knockout punch, if you will, although it wasn't the game winning goal, of course. That goes to Trent Frederick. But we're gonna give everybody in the chat the game winning goal. Crazy that we, the game winning goal was scored 50 seconds. 50 seconds. Into the game. <laughs> That's true, as it's a good point. Anyways, we uh of course thank you for uh whoa. Wow. Tissues tissue saying what tissue saying out loud what Ezzy and I were thinking. <laughs> and for those in the chat podcast who are listening. Tissue, tissue, the check is in the mail. Show of hands. Anyone missing Drew? No one? Okay. Thank you, Tissue. I will continue to host. No, I'm just kidding. We like yeah. we love Drew's host. Drew's, Drew does a good job of hosting. Allows just, me to he's just constant bloviating and it's just, you know. Oh, all right. Maybe we don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> of course we miss Drew. Like I don't know. Like like my only theory is that he went to go see Cocaine Bear for a second second time. Like I'm not sure what he was doing tonight. Where else would he rather be, Dave, aside from being with us? I can't imagine. Like, I mean, you know, who wouldn't want to spend, you know, time with us, which is what all of you folks are doing. And we appreciate it. And I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight uh, on the Illegal Curve postgame show. The uh, next one coming your way Sunday after Saturday afternoon. Sorry, there will be one Sunday. It won't be in the afternoon unless you're going by Ezzy's afternoon timetable. And remember, folks, hopefully your clock's an hour ahead. So now it. The day, a little bit longer time as you're getting a little more, a little more daylight. Which yeah, we and I wanted appreciate. to wanted to also get in, Dave, just before we wrap up here. Sure. And we thank the sponsors. Adam, we have one guest confirmed, uh, Adam Vingan, who used to cover the Nashville Predators for the Tennessean, now uh, works for writes for Sportsnet. Yeah. So we're gonna talk to him about the Jets Predators game on Saturday, but we'll also touch on the other playoff races happening uh, in the Eastern Conference. And uh, yeah, just wanted to get that in there. We'll have. Uh, Jets guest like we usually do at 930, but uh, nice to have. We haven't had Adam Vingan on, I think, on this format uh, since uh, we went to this format after TSN 1290 abruptly yeah. shut down. So it'll be nice to have Adam on. He's a really good guy and uh, super knowledgeable 
about the Predators and all things NHL. There you go. So there, as he's giving you a little, what we call a preview of what's to come on uh, a legal curve on Saturday. That's your uh, place to be at nine o'clock in the morning. Your place to be right now. Well, hopefully you'll go to Kenny and Rennie and join them. Tell them the legal curve sent you before you go to Kenny and Rennie. You just do what we always ask you to do. Smash that like button. Let us make sure you're subscribing. Smash the bell, the reminder bell. So, you know, when the illegal curve show is going to be coming to you each and every time. But of course, if you don't know, if you're ever thinking to yourself, I don't know when those guys are going to go, go to a little website called illegalcurve.com, your daily source for Jets, Moose, and Ice News. We'll always have that updated with anything with respect to these shows or, of course, the NHL, AHL, or WHL, as the teams of Winnipeg. The push for the playoffs continues. We're going to, of course, end the show. Thank you, Frosty, for the reminder. almost forgot. I was about to, to exit out as in. That wouldn't have been so good because we always have to say a big thank you to all the sponsors of Illegal Curve who make the post-game show, the Saturday show, and the website a possibility. They are Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, Linden Market Dental Center, Zappia Group Realty, Betway, Tough Duck, Boston Pizza, Seagram's, Rolly's Transfer, Grid Park, and The Keg. Support these fine businesses, Ezra, because of their continued support of Illegal Curve Hockey. Ooh, it has been a long one. It has been a fun one, but we thank you guys and girls for joining us tonight. Uh, that is all for today's show and uh, have a good rest of your night. And we'll be back with you Saturday morning, nine o'clock on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Peace. Peace out. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, Follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.